You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 149. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, a Dave Ramsey smart vester pro, and a wealth advisor. It is great to be with you today. I have a question for you. Is there something that you think about as you're going to sleep? Like the one big thing that you want to accomplish. Maybe it's getting a new job or starting a business or buying a cottage by the lake or building a new home or giving away, I don't know, a large sum of money, but you don't know how to pull the trigger. So you just keep dreaming. Is there something I was in the exact same place 15 years ago. I used to travel a lot more than I'd get up at 4.30 in the morning, take my iPod, plug it into my computer, and start downloading different podcasts, a goal-setting podcast, a get-out-of-debt podcast, the Dave Ramsey show. Back then, you could download one hour of his show and other financial podcasts. And then I'd load up my backpack with a bunch of financial books and off to the airport I would go. I knew I'd be spending a lot of time on airplanes and hotel rooms. So it gave me a lot of time to pursue my passion of learning as much as I could about saving and investing and stocks and bonds and all the different things that a family steward should know when it comes to managing finances. And I kept would I keep saying to myself before I went to sleep on the airplane, wouldn't it be great if I could use my passion and start a business? And so I started taking these little tiny actionable steps. And a few years later, I started Fortress Planning Group. And a couple of years after that, I started the podcast. You see, when I was listening to the podcast, these different financial podcasts, I kept saying to myself, Scott, you can do this and you can start your own podcast. Now, I'm not saying I have the most popular podcast on iTunes because it's far from it, but listenership is up and that means you are listening and I really, really appreciate that. The one thing that you can do for me, because I know that most of my listeners, I will never hear from. And I sure hope that you're finding some value bombs through these episodes and learning and growing. 
And all I really want you to do is one thing. Go to that purple iTunes podcast app and leave Best in Wealth a review. It will allow more people to find the show and more people can be a family steward just like you're being right now. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, the topic of the day is, are you on track for retirement? You know, the biggest question that I hear from folks is, how much money do I need to save for retirement? Now, my answer is always, well, it depends. We need to plan for retirement. We need a detailed retirement plan or financial freedom plan to really zero in on things like your goals, the things that you think about as you're trying to fall asleep. If you want to start a business in a few years, we need to start taking those actionable steps now to get there. If you want to retire at a certain age, we need to take actionable steps now. Well, one of the books that I read during my days of traveling was called Your Money Ratios, The Eight Simple Tools for Financial Security by Charles Farrell. And he gives what I think is a simplified version of how much savings will I need to retire. However, because I know a lot of you are probably not going to make detailed retirement plans, even though it's in your best interest, at least I can give you some sort of guidelines from this book to see if you're on track. Whether you're 25 or 65, I'm going to give you the increments, five-year increments of where you should be, how much you should have saved right now to see if you're on track for retirement. Now, Charles in this book feels like you should have 12 times your income in order to retire. And if you could get that 12 times, that you'd be able to live off of 80% of your income. Now, I'm going to go into a little of a detail of how that 80% comes out, how Social Security plays the role, how expenses play a role as well. Like I said, these are just starting points for you. And Charles developed what he called the capital to income ratio. So he can let you know, multiplying your income by the ratio, if you're on track to get to 12 times your income. For example, if you're 25 years old, your income ratio is 0.1. So if you took your salary or your household income, and we'll use a simple example of $100,000, and we multiply that by 0.1, that means at 25 years old, you should have $10,000 saved, ready to go towards your 12 times your income, because... If you're making $100,000, we need to get to $1.2 million to be able to get to 80% spending of your current income level. So we understand, or the book understands, I should say, that during, you know, at 25, you might still be in grad school or just getting done with college. So there's a lot of expenses there, student loans probably going to build a house soon or buy a house, I should say. So $10,000 isn't much, but it's a gauge. At 30, the ratio is 0.6. So we take that $100,000, multiply it by 0.6, which says you should have 60,000. Again, not that much, 
but you're still in that place where you're probably paying off student loans, but hopefully that is gone by now. 35, the ratio is 1.4. So you should have $140,000 saved if you're around age 35 to get to the 12 times income, according to Charles. At 40, the ratio goes to 2.4. You should have $240,000 saved. Let's flip it though. A lot of people listening to this podcast are in the higher income brackets. And so if you have a $200,000 household income at age 40, you don't need 240, you need 480,000. At 45, the ratio is 3.7. So at $100,000, 370,000 should be saved. At a $200,000 income, 740,000. At age 50, the ratio is 5.2. You should be halfway there. 520,000 for the $100,000 couple. Let's move to age 55. At age 55, the ratio is 7.1. So you should have 710,000 saved. Or if you're a high income, $200,000 household income earner, you're at $1.4 million, needs to be saved by age 55. Age 60, the ratio is 9.4. You should have $940,000 saved or $1.88 million if you're a 200,000 household income. And finally, we get to 65 where the ratio is 12, 12 times your income. So all you need to do right now, my friend, is figure out your household income, multiply that by your income ratio per your age, and I gave you all those ratios, and see if you're currently on track. Well, if you're not on track or if you're over-tracked, we'll talk about that towards the end. But this will give you a benchmark. I mean, if you're 40 years old, you got $100,000 income, you need $240,000 saved. If you're not there, well, there's some things that we'll be able to do. But here's the deal. I gave you these numbers. Let's put a little context into them and see why Charles uses these ratios and why he believes 12 times your income is what you're actually going to need. And to back up a little bit, Figuring out your household income is easy if you're on a salary, but if you're on some sort of bonus structure or if you're in sales and on a commission structure, I would take the average of your pay for the last four years and use that as your income to multiply into your ratio. And for the purposes of figuring out how much your savings, remember, we're talking about savings in your 401k plan. IRAs, annuities, CDs, cash value in your life insurance, the amount of money in your checking and savings account, equity and any commercial real estate that you have, fair market value of any business. So let's add all that up. But remember, we're not adding up equity in your home. Your home is the place that you live. Your home is not a capital investment. So here's one of the first questions that Charles gets after people read the money ratios or the ratio of income versus how much you should have saved. And it's 
how can I live on 80% of my income in retirement? If I need 100% of it now, how can I live on 80% of it later? And how do you come up with that number? And I've talked about this before too. Let's think about your $100,000 salary. If you're going to get to 12 times your income, you better be saving a lot, meaning 15%, 20%, whatever, in order to get to 12 times your income. So let's assume that you're saving 12%. Well, now you really only need 88% of your income to live off of what you need. Think about it. In retirement, you're not going to be saving for retirement anymore. When you're financially free, you don't save for financial freedom anymore. So now we're down to 88%. Plus there's social security. You won't be paying social security taxes once you're financially free and no longer working. That's 7.65% of your income, or at least up to a certain amount, about 125000 in 2020. Here's another big one, your mortgage. I hope after listening to 149 episodes of the Best in Wealth podcast that you know we want your house paid off. We believe in the values of Dave Ramsey and we want you debt free. If your mortgage is 20% of your pay and we take off that 20%, another 12% for savings, 765 for taxes, you're coming out to about down to 60%. So you really only need 60,000, not 100,000 if you want to live off of what you're making right now. Now, keep in mind, that assumes that you have that house paid off. But even if you don't, we're trying to get to 80%, not 60%. So we still have a shot, but you're a family steward. We need that house to be paid off. So let's assume that we do need $60,000 a year in retirement because our household income is $100,000. How do I come up with that $60,000? Is that $60,000 coming out of my $1.2 million? And where does Social Security play a role? Well, this is how Charles comes up with the answer. So in this book, Charles believes that you should use the 5% rule. What does that mean? That means that you multiply your 1.2 million, if that's what it is, by the 5%, and it comes out to $60,000. $60,000, you're at 60% of that 100,000. Now, we did say at the beginning that we wanted 80% of our income though, not 60%. Because we know that there's going to be some other expenses that are going to go up, like healthcare and like maybe vacation and other goals that you have. So if I want 80% and I'm getting 60,000 from the 5% rule, where's the other 20 grand coming from? And that's where Social Security plays a role. Now, this is a big deal though, because Social Security will replace approximately 20% of your income if you're making around $100,000. It actually could replace a little bit more. But as you start making more money, $200,000, $300,000, it's going to replace a whole lot less. And that's why it all comes back to having a plan in place because these are just simple rules. 
Furthermore, using the 5% rule can be a little dangerous. If you go back to one of my podcasts that I've done on the 4% rule and how much can I take out of my savings, well, there's a lot of studies done by Bangden and Guyton and Kitsis, books that I've read when I was on airplanes and in hotel rooms. If you want to replace your income and you're using the 5% rule, that can be dangerous because the rule states in year number one, that 5% on 1.2 million, that's $60,000. And then the year goes by and let's say inflation goes up by 3%. Well, now you no longer need $50,000 or 60, let's say you need another 1500 or so to make up for that 3% inflation to buy the same stuff as you did the year before. That's the way the rule works. It keeps going up so you can keep up with that pesky thing we call inflation. But when I look at the Bangden rules and I look back 100 years, the success rate on the 5% rule, because of things I don't have time to go into, like sequence of return risk, you have about a 70% chance if you use the 5% rule. If we use a 4% rule, you have a 97% chance. But wait, if we do use the 4% rule, we might now need 13 or 14 times our income or figure out if Social Security is going to make up more than 20% of my income that I need when I'm retirement. You see, it's never as cut and dry, but these at least are giving you some really good parameters on how much you need in retirement. It's never easy. But at least this guide will allow you to go back right now and figure out if you're anywhere close to on track using Charles Farrell's income to capital ratios. All right, so what's your job now? Well, your job is to figure out if you're on track. And once you figure that out, you're going to find out a couple of things. You're probably not going to be right on track. And if you are, congratulations. But what if you're falling behind right now? What if you're you're 50 years old and you make about $100,000 and you don't have a half a million dollars saved yet? What if you've fallen behind? Well, this is when you start with the trade-offs. And the trade-offs are this easy. You either find a way to start saving more. So if you're saving only 12%, maybe you need to save 15 or 17 or 20% and figure out how to do that now to be on track to retire at age 65 or financially free at age 65 or plan on working longer if you can plan on working for another two or three or four years. Now, it's not always your choice, like I talked about just last episode. But what if you're ahead? Man, I sure hope that you're ahead. What if you calculate and you should have a half a million dollars and you actually have 750 grand right now? Well, I'll tell you, number one, it's time to start dreaming big. Start thinking about that one thing that you really want to accomplish. Starting a business, buying a cottage, giving a bunch of money away, going and sending your kids to a different college than you had intended to. Start figuring that stuff out now. 
per your money ratio. But remember, these are just guidelines. If you want to know where you're really at, you need a comprehensive financial plan. And feel free, go to Best in Wealth, find, start here, and schedule a 15-minute conversation with me, and we will figure this stuff out together. But in the meantime, I hope you guys all have a great, great day, and we will see you when? On the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.